Today on Watching Your Wealth, what do the ultra-wealthy want when they travel? We'll find out. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Anthony Lastman is founder of Note Bene Global Travel. Welcome, Anthony. Good evening. Anthony, you help the ultra-wealthy book their travel, and you said these days they're showing less brand loyalty. Tell us about that. Well, I think people are looking today far more for individuality. They don't want the generic. They don't want to arrive back at their room at night and see the TV on, promoting <laughs> other hotels within the group as part of, as part of a turndown service. They don't want the same marketing material, neither the same generic kind of greeting and service. People are looking for things that speak more for individuality. Mm, I like that. Now, you said, but they still want to hang out or spend time at their usual watering holes, despite all that. So what are some of those watering holes, if you will, and when do they go to those places? Well, traditionally, the summer, I mean, at the moment, the Mediterranean is number one, and the traditional watering holes will cover the coastline of southern France and Italy, so from Saint-Tropez to Cap Ferrat to Portofino to Capri, Greek islands, Sardinia, Corsica, Ibiza, Formentera. Those are the traditional places that this demographic will go to during the summer, certain parts of the summer. And in the winter, the same will apply to uh, ski resorts, whether those are in Europe, such as Courchevel, um, uh, Saint-Tropez, sorry, uh, Saint-Moritz, Courchevel, Saint-Moritz. And um, in America, it might be Aspen, Jackson Hole, uh, Sun Valley, Idaho, etc. So they, they, will, they will do those. But in addition to that, uh, we, we find that this same group will want to find time for the much more experiential trips. Well, so, so what are some of those like, things? They like pushing the boundaries. Oh, nice, nice. So tell me about some of those special experiences. What might those be? Well, it might be going to the Lofoten Islands and the extreme northern points of Norway, which is absolutely ravishingly beautiful mm. and quite exclusive and expensive. It might be Papua New Guinea. It might be uh, flying privately from Cape Town to Antarctica. It might be doing Peru in a very bespoke way for those who have already done Machu Picchu and the usual things. So it, it, the, the, this same group will like to do both. They, they need very often, they will need to be at certain key events. Mm -hmm. So the Monaco Grand Prix, the Cannes Film Festival, the Venice Biennale, but at the same time, they want to do the experiential. I love this. And I want to book a trip right this minute. All those places you listed sound fantastic. Um, they are amazing. Oh, I know. And I know you've been to all of them. Now, you said another trend is that folks don't want to spend that much time in travel. And I would imagine if you're ultra wealthy, you don't have to if you don't want to. You don't have to because you can go more frequently for shorter periods of time. And uh, very often... If you pack a lot into several days, uh, you're refreshed, you've had the taste, you've had everything you want, you go back home, you carry on in your business, you then decide a little bit later down the line, I want to go somewhere else or I want to go back, and you can. 
Mm, love that. Love that. And what about personal security? Because I know, especially in the uh, ultra high net worth space, there's concerns, especially now. There are concerns. And unfortunately, the world is not becoming a safer place. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that we find is that our demographic, the ultra high net worth, are generally less affected by what is often quite sensational, um, sensational about not visiting places. And, and, and the reason that they are less affected is maybe rather than going through a commercial airport, they'll go through a private airport. Mm-hmm. If they want to do a fantastic safari, they will go with security companies, security people to take care of them. And we work with the finest people that there are. We, we have sorted the top specialists. So generally speaking, um, uh, unfortunately, obviously, Turkey at the moment is being affected. Mm-hmm. And there are certain areas with foreign office over here will say, do not visit. So those will be avoided. But I would say that most of the places, most of the destinations that this demographic generally go to, they are still going to. Love it. Thank you so much for the tips, Anthony. Would you stick around and take our fun travel quiz? I, I would be delighted. Great. You stick around, too. Hi, this is Jason Gay, sports writer at the Wall Street Journal, and I have a podcast called Free For All. And guess what? It's not just sports. We'll also talk about some real estate, some music, some culture, some fashion. I could talk about fashion. It's the Free For All. Become a subscriber on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. And check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for luxury travel expert Anthony Lassen to take our fun travel quiz. Anthony, you ready? I'm ready. All right. So what's the best travel advice you ever received? I think the best advice was how important transportation is to travel. Mm. If you have the means and you can avail yourself of the easiest way of traveling, the difference is immense. Worst travel advice. One recently when I was staying, obviously not to be named, at one of Paris's top hotels and asked the manager about a restaurant that I had been to some years back, whether it was still up to the mark. And the advice I was given was very positive. The evening was a disaster. The food was absolutely appalling. The the whole ambiance I always remember one of our clients saying to me, if, one, if I'm saved from having one bad meal, your annual fees are covered. Got it. Real quickly, because we're, we're running out of time, speaking of time, fill in the blank. Travel can buy? Travel can buy experience. Travel can create memories. Travel is, it, it is the, the, the currency of status today. Uh, travel can't buy? Travel can't buy, I think it really buys most things. I mean, provided you get it right. If you won a million dollars after tax, where would you travel? I've always wanted to spend a year in Italy, understanding, learning the language or improving the language, 
learning everything about the architecture of Palladio, the food, the wines, the history, the buildings, and doing it at leisure. I never have enough time. And time is so valuable, but I'd love to be able to do that. That would be true, true luxury. And, of course, to do it in style. Sounds so wonderful. You're, you're... This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Anthony. It's a great pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. And do you have a wealth management or personal finance question you'd like us to address? Email us at podcast at dowjones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.